welcome to the Intuitive Heart Healer Podcast. My name is Valerie McLaughlin. I'm your host for today's podcast. I am so grateful to have you all here and to bring this podcast to you each and every week. And then today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about my journey to the Valley of Fire. What I learned about myself, what I learned about the land. For those of you who do not know, the Valley of Fire is in Nevada in the Mojave Desert. And so for the last four weeks, I've been in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I've been working. And during my days off, I've been taking these journeys out into nature. Visited the Red Rocks, went to the Grand Canyon, went to a couple other wonderful outdoor spaces in Las Vegas that's off the strip. I've been trying to do something outside of the strip on my days off. One for myself to recharge. Being around all these people um, all the time just need that quiet time to sit back and recharge and to reconnect with nature, to ground myself. And connecting to nature out here in the desert is totally different than uh, connecting to nature out at the shore where I'm from. So it's been this beautiful experience seeing all these different things and experiencing the land outside of the strip. Most people go to Vegas and really believe it's like casinos, casinos, casinos. And it's just this one little area of where the casinos is. But it's actually very large. And there's so much to do outside of the strip. And there's so many beautiful mountains that surround it. I'm in awe every time I drive of these beautiful mountains. Every time I'm in the car, I just... They're just breathtaking to see them all the time. Growing up in South Jersey, it's not something that I've experienced. Um, The coastline, 100% there, and that never gets old for me either. So it's been a wonderful journey. The other day, I had this day off, and I was contemplating what to do. And uh, I start looking for tours to go to the Valley of Fire. I came across this tour, and it was a hiking tour into the valley. And I was like, oh, this this would be really interesting. But I wasn't quite 100% sold in going because the temperature that day was expected to be 100 degrees. And 100 degrees is really hot. Even though there's no humidity here, it's totally different than being from the East Coast, um, dealing with humidity. Um, 100 degrees is still very hot. The only difference is is when you walk outside, you don't lose your breath because of the humidity. But man, that sun is hot. But then again, the tour said it was picking people up at 6 o'clock. I was like, it's early in the morning, be back before noon. And I was thinking, "Mm, it might not be so bad. 
well, I was guided by spirit somehow and end up paying for the tour accidentally, quote unquote, no accidents really, right? And uh, here I was booked to go on this Valley of Fire tour. And I was very excited, very excited. It looked absolutely amazing and I couldn't wait to go. And it was also another thing, you know, when I took this opportunity, um, one of the things that I had asked was if I was going to have freedom. And I had immediately heard yes. And I didn't quite understand what that meant. But the freedom to be able to go see these places, like the Red Rocks, like the Valley of Fire, like the Grand Canyon, places I've never been before. I've been to the Grand Canyon, but a different part of the Grand Canyon. Um, places I've never experienced before, the freedom to be able and the resources to be able to do these things. I get picked up at, right outside my hotel at 6.15 and we head on out to the Valley of Fire. We have a lovely tour guide with us and uh, there was three other people besides myself on this tour. So it was a nice little intimate tour. A great group of people got to learn a lot about each other. And uh, we drove about an hour outside the strip to the Valley of Fire. The Valley of Fire is in the Mojave Desert. Okay, um, not a lot of shade out in the desert. A lot of sun. So we ventured on out and the first stop that we make when we enter into the valley is a place called the Seven Sisters. The Seven Sisters is this reoccurring, uh, recurring in my spiritual path. As first introduced to the Seven Sisters by one of my mentors, Jose. And then later on, I was introduced to the Seven Sisters of the Palladians, which is a constellation. And I also have been working with some wonderful ladies who are connected to the Seven Sisters. And so when we move into this, drive up to this rock foundation called the Seven Sisters, I took a minute to take it in. And I knew at that moment that this was exactly where I was meant to be today. And these are these beautiful rock um, formations. And so the, the Valley of Fire is made up of sandstone. And sandstone is different than other stones because it's made up of, of actual sand, compressed sand. So at one point, there was this big mound of sandstone. And over the years, through erosion, mostly by the winds that come through, it was broken apart. And as it broke apart, it formed these seven pillars that they call the Seven Sisters. The energy around here was absolutely beautiful. And in that moment, I look up into the blue sky 
the sky is so blue hardly any clouds up in the sky and sitting there is the moon i didn't see the sun at that moment i saw the moon and you could see the moon it was the quarter of a moon but you could could make out the whole entire moon i took the moment to just appreciate it because i've never seen the moon in the light of day so clearly as I was seeing it at that moment. And this bright blue sky. It was probably about, mm, about quarter to eight in the morning when we got out. The sun was up. Because as I turned around to the other side, I saw the sun shining brightly. It was warm. It wasn't too bad at that moment. Being out in the desert is dry, very, very dry. You can, so we took a few moments to take some pictures to explore. And when I put my hand up against the rocks, it was like a million little messages coming through at once. And you could feel the grittiness of the sandstone, feeling totally different than anything else. After the visit to the Seven Sisters, we ventured deeper into the desert to begin our hike stopping to say hello to the horned sheep that roam the land out there that are so friendly that when you walk up to them they barely even walk away from you although i'm not so sure i would get too close they do have horns they would ram you although our tour guide said she's never seen them just like she's never seen a snake out in the desert there are rattlesnakes scorpions, and of course, all different kinds of lizards, which we did get to experience. So as we head out to our hike, making for sure that we took a lot of water to hydrate, it was starting to get warmer and warmer. And we began our trip out into the desert. And we go out and we're walking in sand. And it's really like, not so easy. It's kind of, if you're at the beach and you're walking on the soft sand, that's what this beginning of this trail is like, is walking on the soft sand. And I, I remember thinking as we start started going, we're walking down on the soft sand. And I'm like, this is quite a challenge. And I'm like, and we have to come back this way after we hiked walking up the soft sand. And it's very slippery. But soon as we wander down into the different rock formations, it opens up and we begin to walk 
on the actual sandstone. And it's like a river of color. I can't even explain to you the beauty and the vastness. And to know that this place has been around for hundreds of thousands of years. And to know that at one point, this, this land that we are now walking out in the desert was once filled with water, salt water that actually ran through the Valley of Fire, which is given its name because of the fiery red colors that are reflected off the stones. And you have colors from reds to oranges to yellows to blues to violets. And as you walk through these different areas, the color shifts. When the sun hits it in different areas, the colors shift. We begin to, to walk on this, this journey. And there's areas where we can climb. And uh, we stopped for pictures and she recommended that we go down and we climb up. And I, I sat down letting the other people on the tour guide go before me. And I sat down and I took a moment. Took a couple deep breaths. Allow myself to go within. To feel the vibration of the land. But also to ask the inward question. Am I to walk up to the top of this mountain for this picture? and to see the views. Part of me was a little concerned because on the other side of it, it kind of dropped off. But it, when I took the moment, it wasn't about that. It was about my physical being. Was it in my best interest to do that at that moment? And the answer was no. And I listened and I didn't go. And the answer was no, because the day before I kind of tweaked my knee a little bit at running around up at the restaurant. And I wanted to be able to make it through the whole, the whole hike and back to the car. This was just the start of it wasn't sure how long we were going to be out there. There was a lot of up and downs. The sandstone's not so easy to walk, but there was a lot of like incline. So I was listening to my body and what my body was, was saying to me. A year ago, two years ago, I probably would have just pushed through it and did it just so I could do it. 
but at this moment, in a totally different place, in a totally different space, I really listened to the guidance, listened to what my body is saying. It was saying, no, don't push yourself. Take your time, enjoy the experience. So after that, we continued to walk down and it was getting hotter and drier. I could drink a whole bottle of water and my mouth still would feel dry. Being in that dry desert heat is no joke. We're probably about an hour or so into the hike. We climbed up above this valley. They call it the Pastel Valley so that we could see out into the, all around the valley. And you can see that there's like, you know, there's still this beautiful green that also is through there because you have the different desert plants um, and cactuses that are out there. There's so many different desert plants. There's a uh, desert sage that are out there. There's another plant, um, I can't remember what it's called, but she was like um, explaining how people would take this plant, which technically they're not supposed to be taking anything from the valley um, because when you, you heat it up and you drink it, it becomes a natural hallucinogen. Um, there's also different t cactuses, like the beaver tail cactus that are out there. Um, there's a, another plant that um, gives off, the, if you actually sniff it, it doesn't really smell, but if you blow on it and you add some moisture to it, you, you can smell this beautiful plant. And this is how they they usually can tell when it's actually going to rain in the desert because you will start smelling this plant because of the moisture that's in the air. And so then uh, we, we walk down into the Pastel Valley, which is absolutely amazing and so beautiful. It has all these different waves of color and it's from it's from the, um, the um, water that runs through there. Remember I said it was once a, um, it was once covered in salt water, but this is actually forming it from when it rains because it does rain in the desert. It doesn't rain a lot, but it does rain. And sometimes when it's, they call it the monsoon season because um, it'll rain a lot and it'll come down really quickly. And when it rains out there, the water runs through the, the, the sandstone and it created this valley, which flows like water. It kind of has this little zigzag and it has all these different layers of colors in it. It was one of the coolest temperature-wise spots so after being out there in the heat, which at this point was really starting to get to me, 
it was so nice to just kind of dip down and cool off in this little like cave the pastel cave and you could see that it had rained recently because the area doesn't get a lot of sun and so it takes a while to dry out and I sat there with my hands on the valley wall receiving the information from the sandstone and this information was going back to when sea life was formed there just telling me the story the history it had Native Americans that lived out there the cowboys that went through the sea creatures that were once part of the desert and it's ironic because in this moment where I'm receiving this information which is still coming through the guy took it the moment to say Sometimes you'll see some fossils out here that will represent the sea creatures that used to go. And I was like, okay, thank you for the confirmation. I really appreciate it. And I took that, that moment to, to kind of cool off and taking my time, taking opportunities to rest and to sit. And to really listen to my body. As we continued to move through the valley, we came out of this, back out into the sun. Instantly, totally hot, totally different. It was like you didn't even cool off for a moment. Instant heat of the sun beating down in the desert at this point it's probably about 9 30 in the morning i have no idea what the temperature is we're walking uphill in this beautiful it almost looks like slate in certain areas rainbow of colors at this point I was having a little hard time taking it all in because I was getting so overheated I had my hat on I was drinking water I would dump some water over my head within less than five minutes everything would be completely dry taking opportunities where I saw them, where there might be a little rock hiding over that I could get some shade out of the sun. But I would tell you that this desert, the Mojave Desert, was no joke. And even though it was going to be 99 to 100 that day, it wasn't even that at that point. When we actually got off the mountain, it was said it was only 89. But it was hotter than 
men it was it was so hot <laughs> i can't even explain how hot it was and and the tour guy kept saying when, when you get the breeze which there was this breeze that would come in and that breeze is and that wind that would come in that wind is what creates the beautiful colors the beautiful erosion that happens because that's what is happening in these layers of colors they're exposing different areas and that's where you're getting these wonderful colors so every day this desert is changing it's not the same it's changing and sometimes these big rocks that are sitting there they come tumbling down and it's it's because of the wind, it's because of the erosion that happens. And it could be as still as anything out there. And then all of a sudden this gust comes through. And, you know, you get a little bit of the sand on you. I couldn't imagine if it was really windy, you'd be like pelted like sand, uh, sand pelts hitting you. It's not fun. I've been on the beach at that time. So you could only imagine what it would be like out there. But she would say, you know, when the wind blows, you get a little bit cool because you're sweat. And I kept going to myself, what sweat? I'm sweating, but this isn't sweat. And, and the reason why is because being from the East Coast and having the humidity, you walk outside and you could be like this puddle of sweat. A sweat. And like, you're like dripping sweat. No dripping sweat. This was like a light mist <laughs> of sweat. There was sweat, but it was like nothing. And as I'm drinking the water, I'm not sweating it out. But I'm still need to keep drinking because being out in the desert, it's just so dry. And as we continued the trip, it was becoming very hard to make it. And and the tour guide was amazing. She was like, take your time. And I'm like, yeah, I need to take my time, but I need to keep moving. Because in my mind, it wasn't moving to like keep pushing through. It's because if I took the time, the longer we were out there, the hotter it was going to get. And even though it was like harder to move through being out the in the sun and standing in the sun was still extremely hard and there was actually a point where i thought i was going to pass out i didn't think that i was going to make it through this beautiful valley but i kept listening to my body i kept breathing and checking in Connecting to the land. And it was helping me move forward. I took this one opportunity because the couple that was with us loved to take pictures. And they were doing videos. They were having a blast. Having so much fun. Um, and I ducked into this shaded area. And I sat down. And I closed my eyes. And I allowed myself to clear my thoughts because my thoughts were starting to get the better of me. 
I'm not going to make it. I'm going to pass out. This is so hard. These are things that were coming up. And you know, when you ever you go through challenges, sometimes these things come up. And you can let your thoughts get away from you. Or you can take the moment. You can breathe into them. You can meditate. You can clear your mind. And I did that. I'm like, we're almost to the car. We're almost at the end of this journey walking through the valley of fire. Yes, you have an uphill paddle coming, walking up the sand in this heat, but you can do it. I closed my eyes and I breathed and I cleared my mind. I connected inward. I thank this beautiful rock for providing the shade to allow me to cool off. I thank the land for the journey, for the beauty that it showed me, for the history it reminded me of. For all the wisdom and knowledge bestowed on me. For what I learned about myself in this journey. You know, we talk about having all these tools to help us. And when we usually reflect on these things to help, it's help us to what we're going through. And sometimes that is our physical challenges. It's our journey, our journey into something. The journey into the desert was a challenge for me. Being under the, the hot sun and then the dry air of the desert was a challenge for me. And I took the tools that I have developed over the years, listening, connecting to myself, grounding myself, appreciating, taking the time to clear and redirect my thoughts. I used all those different tools to help me, even channeling energy through me to help me move through this journey into the valley of fire. So not only did I get this beautiful journey, this beautiful wall, but I also got this beautiful confirmation and this beautiful connection with myself and a new way to learn and use my tools to help me through. You have all the tools if you just take the time to use them to help you through. And if you're ever out in Las Vegas area, I highly recommend taking the journey into the Valley of Fire. We didn't get the, to experience the pyroglyphics that are out there. That was another trail. By the time we got out off the our trail, it was so hot. Um, 
she didn't recommend us doing it because it is a hot trail to begin with. I wasn't ready to go on that journey. So if everybody said yes, I was going to say, I'm going to hang out at the car and I don't feel, and I'm okay with that because I need to do what's right for me. And it's a reminder that you have to do what's right for you. So as much as I really wanted to see that, I knew it wasn't the right place in the right time. And I know one day I'll get another chance. Maybe when it's not going to be a hunter to go out into the Valley of Fire and see it in a whole new perspective. Just like I'm seeing Vegas right now in a whole new perspective that I've never seen before. So don't be afraid to take the journey to somewhere that you've never been, to experience something you never experienced. But also remember to listen to your guidance, to go within, to allow your higher self to come through and be a part of this journey. Because your higher self, your intuition, your inner voice is always here to guide you through all your journeys. Go out and spread some love in this world today. I'm sending all my love to all of you. Till next time, bye-bye for now.